0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the SAFcast. I'm Conor Donnelly and this week I'm joined by Antrim Senior Football Captain and jarg Footballer Declan Lynch. Declan talked about the season just gone, Cavan's surprise Ulster title, Lenny Harbison's impact, his first impressions of Antrim's new management team headed up by All-Ireland winner Enda McGinley, Caseman Park and the Championship targets for the years ahead with his club. If you've been enjoying this show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and you can also follow us at the SAFcast on Instagram and Twitter. Anyway, here's the episode with Declan Lynch. Okay, so I'm here with the Antrim senior football captain Declan Lynch. Declan, how's things with you?
1: Not too bad, yeah. Going rightly, um, enjoying the enjoying the downtime while we have it, and making the most of uh, getting over niggles and small injuries, and looking forward to getting back and getting back on the horse and going again next
0: year. So, like looking back at the year just gone there, like how, how would you sum it up? I'm sure it probably feels like two seasons in one year, really.
1: Yeah, it really did. I thought we were starting to come good um, just before lockdown and then after lockdown. Um had a disastrous result against Wiglow and sort of put it right, uh, uh, well, somewhat right against Waterford and produced uh, a good enough performance Probably could have won the game against now the current Ulster champions, um, which is which is strange. But um, no, ultimately I think we, if you know, if we're going to be brutally honest, we, we failed in, in what we set out to do this year um, and getting gaining promotion from Division Four. So again, we we missed out narrowly narrowly on it, but you know we still missed out on it.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's something that it just shows you really the competitiveness of division four. Like and I would say probably this the, the break in the year just came at the wrong time. Um I think is it was three years in a row finishing third and never much in it in terms of promotion, obviously right up to the, the final whistle in the in the final round of games if, if Sligo had just got a result really?
1: Yeah, no, there is there there isn't anything usually um between the the three, to four teams in, in division four. It's a very, very tough division to get out of but um, you know if we want to improve as a county we need to get out of Division 4 and get out of it fast and that's what we'll set up to do you know when we come back next year but um, you know that's uh, that's the way it goes Uh, we failed and what we'll set out to do um, for our play to Limerick and and Wicklow Um, but you nearly have to go the season unbeaten and and some degree and you know we we fell short again Um, that's the third year in a row as you say that we've we've just been pipped at the post but you know we've only ourselves to blame to to be putting ourselves in in that position relying on other counties to do us favors on uh, in the last game you know we should have we should have really been getting into that waterford game no one any result would have seen us promoted but you know we just didn't turn up again against work No and We've seen what happened when you don't turn up in, in, in county games.
0: Yeah, and like obviously with Wicklow then went on to get promoted, I suppose and Limerick going up as well, probably especially with a good win over Limerick earlier in the year, like you know, you were I think it was possibly your biggest victory in the division actually, or near enough anyway. Like it's it's must be it just puts it into perspective really, just what way the division four can go.
1: Yeah, no, it's strange seeing uh, seeing Limerick uh, get promoted win the league, and yet we convincingly um, beat them just the game before lockdown. You, you know, it might have been a different story if, if, if lockdown wouldn't have came, but um, it did. and we Wicklow got themselves um, sorted, and, um, you know, I think people sort of thought going into the Wicklow game that, you know, not the players, but around the county, that um, it was nearly a, a done deal, and, you know, that might have crept in the The better the players thinking come when we went down to Auckland and we were we were taught a lesson uh, that day. You know, it, to be brutally honest, it could have been it could have been more. Um, so we were sort of lucky to get out of Aukrum with, with with that hammer uh, as it was. Um, uh, but you know, you'll always get strange results in Division Four. You know, there's always uh, there's also I'm sure people looking back and and seeing us. Um, Beaten Limerick so convincingly, they were probably wondering how we didn't get promoted. And your next game, you go out and get you get beat um, by that many by Wicklow. So, no, that's at the end of the day, the, the table doesn't lie when when it's completed. So we just again fell short and failed in our objective.
0: Like in terms of the championship, then, and you mentioned Calvin, and you know, obviously they went on to win Ulster, like which no one saw coming. Um, you have played them in the championship this year in a game that was probably Calvin probably were the least impressive or at least you know in comparison to some of the other games. What, what were your thoughts? Like your take on them, having faced them at that stage, and how you, how you, I suppose you just played against them too?
1: No, I thought um, I thought we set up well against them. Uh, we devised a good game plan, and to be perfectly honest, at time we should have been going in um, a few points further ahead. Um we had chances in the second half, goal chance uh, and a lot of point chances. But no, I, I, I think the um we we did play well, but Cavan probably took us for granted, a bit like uh, Donegal might have done with Cavan in the Ulster final there on Sunday, but um Kevin just grew into the game and I, I think they're, they're a very, very good team. Um, you know, they've shown serious grit and determination and character to to play that many weeks on the balance and still come out um, with the Ulster Championship, you know, uh, fair play to them. No one would have predicted that at the start of the year, so it just shows you uh, what can happen. And it's a it's a strange year, you know, Tipperary winning Munster and Cavan and winning Ulster. So, um, no, it, it, it's, it gives you confidence going forward as well that, you know, we're, we're, we're actually not that far behind um, some of the teams in Ulster, you know, that people outside of of antrim and yeah. might think that you know we're 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 the bottom county yes we are um, on paper but uh you know I, I believe we have the talent within the county to be um achieving a lot more yeah. than what we currently are and you know i think moving forward we hopefully will start to show that
0: yeah, and I think just that's, that's that's kind of what I was going to ask next was that you know like you look at look at a team like Calvin who got relegated Division Three and okay the league was a bit a bit funny in Division Two where they were you know in the last game they could have got promoted or they could have got relegated just depending on the results but um, looking at a side like Calvin you know <clears throat> I suppose yeah Tipperary obviously was a shock and actually temporary I think drew with Limerick and the. In the semi-final, they went the extra time there. So, uh, but but Calvin beating Donegal on that, um, what's the sort of thing that could be taken from that? Would you put it down to the kind of nature of the year that we have and the fact that it's straight knockout, and maybe a team like Calvin are more likely to, you know, go for the win in that in that situation, or do you think that it actually just it really does demonstrate that there's that there is a bit of more of a le- level playing field, and if t- certain teams take their eye off the ball against you, that the teams can be caught out.
1: No, I, I agree. I think it would be, we would be very unfair on Calvin and saying that, you know, it is because of the year. And it is. I mm-hmm. think Calvin, Calvin fully deserved um, yeah. beating Donegal on on Sunday there, you know, playing weekend week out for six weeks in a row. Fair um, yeah. play to them for that. But it, I really do take a lot of confidence from it. You know, yeah. even, even though we were beat by Calvin, I, I take a lot of confidence from that result. But, you know, we we can't, we need to get out of that mode of, of being happy with um, sort of two to three point defeats in Antrim. Yeah. We need to be looking to, to improve on that. And, you know, right now we we are you know when we draw draw some of the Ulster Championship um, teams goal and, and Tyrone and stuff you know you are relying on them having an off day mm. at the minute and, and Antrim being at their best to cause a shock. But it just shows you um, that the shocks do happen. You know, yeah. if you, you want it enough and you're set up well enough, and um, you know everyone's buying into it, that that shocks can happen, and, and I really do believe that we aren't that far away. But it has to start by getting out of Division Four. You can't talk about progressing in Ulster championships while you're in Division
0: Four. Yeah, that, that's something. And talking to a few different people in the recent weeks, they always mention about the league, and the same with the hurlers as well. Obviously, getting up into Division One and Competing at that level is just vital in terms of bringing the team on and just raising uh, standards and expectations. And just you know, if you're going into Division Three, say like you know there's a big there's a bigger there's a bigger ask off you. And I suppose then just kind of having that built in kind of leads you on into those championship games. And uh, you can see the teams like say Calvin who have played Division One football even recently. You know in recent years too. And and I suppose that's that ultimately is the big goal then.
1: No, it is, and I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. They're looking at the hurlers, um, they've gained promotion um, up to Division 1, and you can see them. They've just went from strength to strength in this Joe McDonough Cup, and they're they're really building something good, which is which is really, really important and positive for the whole county. You know, and and that's the way I want the footballers to be. I really yeah. feel that it's imperative to get out of Division 4, mm-hmm. and, and it's no on, on any on any teams or counties in Division 4 because they're all thinking the same yeah. they all they all feel that they shouldn't be in Division 4 and, and you know rightly so we, we've we no God given right to, to say that we shouldn't be in Division 4 you know we're in there more years than enough so um, we gotta get the heads down and, and start changing the attitude and the culture within the county and that starts from you know the collective within the management the players and Getting back on the on the horse and really putting a serious effort in because as you say, Kevin, it wasn't too long ago that Kevin were playing Division One football and and I think it showed. Um, you could see even we played them, they were, at, you know, stages that were a second or two ahead in their in their thought process than us, and and that's where yeah, that's where the gains are made. You know, yeah. we're training training every bit as hard as as the Dublins and the Carriages of, of this world, but it's 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 a thought process and. Playing better teams on a regular basis—that's going to improve you.
0: Yeah. Um. You mentioned about the the management there, and obviously, um, Lenny Harvison said it to step down after, um, I think it's his third year. Um. What's what sort of impact has he had on you know on on you and your role? You have obviously been captain now for a couple of seasons too. Um. What sort of impact has he had on the team there in terms of um, bringing the county on?
1: No, I think he, he's, he's had a positive role, Lenny and, and his team that were involved. Um. You know, I, I can only thank them for for taking Antrim um for, you know, we didn't get promoted, but I, but I think we've progressed. Uh, I'd say players have progressed. He's give you know, we had no other option but to give other boys their, their chance and I think that's that can only stand Antrim in good stead Um, look into the future and, you know, him putting his faith in me to, to lead Antrim footballers is, is a massive show of faith from him to me and you no, know, I'll, I'll always thank him for that. It's a great honor to get the to get to play for your county, and uh, never mind captain it. So uh, I'm lucky and honored to, to do that. But I think uh, Lenny leaves leaves the, the setup in a in a good in a good way, and I think Andy and Stevie and Sean and Stevie will uh, take us on to a new level and build on what Lenny and and the lads um, put down before they went.
0: Yeah and we'll come on to the the new management in a minute but I just want to say about like you know captain in the county and say captain at club level and that is it something you would have placed a lot of thought into doing something different whenever you're captain or you know would you have felt the pressure and having to do anything different or do you just try to do it lead it more just in the way that you play and that there kind of thing I suppose I was reading you made your debut as two thousand and twelve. So actually, you've been around the squad, you know, a good lot of years now. Um, and I suppose probably looking, looking, there's a lot of younger boys coming through. Is that the sort of role you see yourself having? Okay, yeah.
1: yeah, no, um, I still think I'm a big part to play um, in yeah. the squad. I've been there for a while, yeah. but no, I just I'm, I'm, you know, quite vocal in the in the changing room, you know, and, and even if I wasn't captain, I, w- I would. Still continue to be vocal, you know, yeah, um, and en- encouraging boys. Just making sure, you know, and there's, it's not just me; it's it's the whole it's the whole team that does it. I I think we've we've improved on that over the last few years. of boys just taking more responsibility on themselves, um, which is great. So, you know, it doesn't change how I play or how I go about um playing or preparing for for games and trainings. It's just something that you're you're given the responsibility to do, and I'm. Uh, you know, I've I've absolutely loved it, and you know, uh, that's I suppose they seen something in me that they thought was was good. I was positive to take on the role of captaincy after Cobo had stepped aside for the year. So you know, I'm grateful that they they obviously seen seen that in me.
0: Yeah, and the uh, you mentioned about the new management there. So obviously that's been announced. At Enda McGinley taking charge, along with Stephen O'Neill, Sean Kelly, Stephen Quinn. Um, you must be looking forward to a new season with them in charge. You know they clearly have seen something themselves. You know to want to go for the for this role. It must be something the the, the squad is is looking forward to getting started there.
1: Uh, I think it, I I think it um, you know more than the squad. I think it's really you've re- I've really sensed the buzz around the county again. But- yeah. But like you know when the herders appointed darren gleason
0: mm-hmm. it
1: really caught the eye that an all ireland winner was coming in to take to take out them and i think you know we have that now in our, in our setup and um, lads are really really looking forward to getting working under under these lads and you know learning from them these lads have of been there and done it and um, and wore the t-shirt and got got the medals so you know who better to work under than the lads that have been there and done it? And, you know, Sean Kelly as well in there uh, and Antrim, you know, arguably one of the best players to come out of Antrim. So um, it's great to have some of my own connections there still involved in the, in the setup and that we, can, that we can rely on and lean on as well for advice.
0: Yeah, it seems like as well from the management team that they have that they, you know, there's a very deliberate kind of spread across the pitch as well in terms of the areas that the, the lads would be kind of, you know, obviously Stephen O'Neill up front and, you know, there seems to be real thought that's went into that there. Um, has there been anything in play yet in terms of looking ahead to the news? I suppose we haven't really got a calendar yet for next year in terms of when games will be played, but what's it like looking forward and has there been any much contact with the, with the lads so far?
1: Yeah, well um, you know, and touched touch base with myself and I'm sure he's done it with, with other lads in, in the squad just to, just to see what um what the story is for, for next year. Um just touching base really to to let us know um that he's really looking forward and his vision and um what his thoughts are and objectives are for next year, just to um to get a sense of the squad and you know I'm sure once it becomes clearer uh, what the schedule is and what the layout is of, of 2021, then um, and then the lads will will put a plan together to to ensure we're we're in tip top shape and ready to take on Division Four, um, and you know again it'll be our main objective getting out of Division Four. So you know that's that's what we got to strive for and be in the, the perfect shape for. It. But at this stage, you know the Ulster championship of 2020 has just been played a week ago, so. Um, I suppose it'll be a while before it's it's clear and when we can get back to train and that stuff. But uh, no, it, it it's 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 positive in the in the first few days of of the new reign. So um, it's a sign of good things to come.
0: Yeah, and I mean you mentioned about um, focusing Division Four, and it's you know it's getting a lot of attention. Obviously, with Mickey Hart taking over the Lowe's job, what did you think of that when you heard it?
1: yeah oh, fair play to him. I'm sure uh, I thought once he once he made his comments on BBC that that he, he obviously wasn't for for taking a year out or going into retirement and, uh, and fair play to play Louth for for jumping and getting them but listen um I wouldn't swap our boys at the minute I wouldn't swap them for for anyone they're have been appointed and you know we're really looking forward to getting working with them so it'll be good battle and between ourselves and Louth and and that connection on the line, but um, now we're will be fully focused and well prepared under under the setup as it is.
0: Yeah. Um. No. no it's um. No. It certainly is exciting times. And like I think you're. I think kind of what you're saying there about people around the county notice they're you know, taking notice of it and the kind of signal of intent you know by the by by the county to make these kind of appointments and something even in recent weeks we've been talking about is that kind of creating that good good feel factor and you look at the other county squads that are doing well you know the commogs are obviously into an all Ireland final now and the hurlers are going to you know do that i think Barna, Twenty-seven point swing or whatever it is, they were in the Joe McDonough final, and I know the ladies footballers lost last weekend, but you know into the semi, they were into the semi final there, so it is probably about creating that that good feel around the county, which I think there, I think there has been this year.
1: No, there there has, you know, um, and even you know as we beat Nimerick just before lockdown, you know, you could see, you could really feel a good buzz around the whole county, the hurlers doing rightly, um, and then lockdown came, which was sort of. Put a dampener on it, um but the hurlers have, have, have carried that on, on whenever the footballers sh- slipped a bit. Um and they're gonna play carry, I think maybe f- for the twentieth time or whatever it is this year and <laughs> yeah in the Joe McDonald Cup. <laughs> and you know, the ladies just fell fell short in their in their semi final, uh which is unlucky, but you know, they're they're making good progress. Yeah. On their, under Dame McConville and the Camogs are in their final as well. So now it is, it's a, there's a real good buzz. And I think the closer, the closer it gets to the start of next season, I think you'll, you'll, you'll get an even bigger buzz around, around the county with, with the and the lads sort of fully involved and in, you know, being involved in training and picking their panel and, and that, you know, when it's getting closer to the league games. So I think, you know, it, it's, it's good for, for Antrim in the future.
0: Yeah, I've, I've sort of been asking everybody this: What did you make up make of the kind of the split season kind of idea in terms of the club then county or county then club, whichever way around it comes? Is that something that you you think worked well? You think it's something that should be looked at long term?
1: No, I definitely think uh, there's something. It, it should definitely be looked at. Um, the way Andrew ran as well, you know, with a, with a sort of Group stages of the championship as well work well. It gives yeah. other boys to get to get more games. But in terms of the the club and county split, uh, it's something that should be should be considered moving forward. But it's just it, it would need to be done right to ensure the club players aren't forgotten about again. You know that they're not left behind, or you know they wait until until county's over before they get going because um, that would be unfair on, on the club players. Uh, so now it, it's I think it allows you to concentrate on county and then club or else club and then county again you can give your your full to that one one group or one panel and then once that's done you can go and shift your mind to, to the, the other um the other the other whether it's club or county you know because the minute boys are obviously focusing on county and then during that it's switching to the, the start of club campaign and, and you know I'm sure you'll see a, a decrease in injuries as well and boys, you know, maybe staying on for that bit longer as well whenever there's a complete split season.
0: Um, I was uh, just speaking of the club, I was reading an interview you did with in the Irish News, I think it was last year, and, you know, obviously you was, with the club, you have won the championship in 2017 and you said that was a great achievement, but it was the Ulster Minor title that you won in 2010 was the one that sticks with you. What? Why, why do you think that there? Or what What's the sort of... What's the sort of thing in there like you know a lot of people probably would have it the other way around but
1: no listen that's uh it's still a hot topic of a hot topic within within the club and within some boys who've who've won uh, the senior championship most notably paddy clown huh? he, he, uh-huh. it doesn't sit it doesn't sit well <laughs> and that's it'll affect that um but no i'll say uh, it actually came up on his, his stag last year actually so um, no, it's it's just something that yes, a senior football championship is absolutely unreal. We waited so long for it, but just there was just something different about about winning an Ulster minor, you know, a team from West Belfast or just on the outskirts of West Belfast that that had drawn Ome in the first round and were expected to get beat out the gate. Um, Won that game and then just went from strength to strength and we we're, were constantly written off every game and weren't weren't given a chance. But you know, a, a group of lads from from West Belfast were able to win an, a, an Ulster Minor Championship, which is is just unreal. And maybe maybe some boys, maybe Paddy, maybe bit jealous of, of just not <laughs> winning. Say. <laughs> I, that, that's why he's given off. But no, listen, that's. I'll, I'll stick by it. Uh, uh, winning an <laughs> Ulster minor for me has definitely been the highlight of, of my career so
0: far. I think you'll you'll find that it'll be the lads who haven't won it, you know, they'll be pointing to it. So, yeah, I think you get the right answer there. Um, speaking of Belfast, obviously there was good news about Casement Park there recently. Um, what are your memories about playing, you know, with the ground before it closed? And obviously, like, what's well, kind of... What, what kind of role do you see it as a kind of, I suppose, not just a place to play in, but kind of a symbol for the county going forward?
1: No, it's, 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 it's absolutely positive news that, that Casement's been given the, the green light um, to start moving forward and, and getting rebuilt. Um, no, my, my memories of it, you know, I played quite a lot of Casement. I was lucky enough on the rails to play a good, a good bit there and you know, uh, with that minor team, we played there quite a bit, and then a few county minor games, and under twenty one and senior games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it was it just seemed like it was just something different about Casement compared to any other any other ground. It was it was always freezing, you know, in the <laughs> time. it was always cold, um, you know, and I would love them to be able to to keep that small sort of tunnel in as you're coming out of, of the old case I would love him. I would have loved them to, yeah. to have done something there to, to kept that. Uh, that was always great. I always enjoyed coming out there. Um, but I think in terms of, of moving forward, uh, probably the one thing that that's been said and bandied about the last few years is that, you know, Antrim have having been getting results on the pitch and somehow it's down to not having case park, I think that, that's something that needs to be sort of taken with a pinch of salt. You know, it's it's not the reason why Antrim haven't been performing well uh, on the pitch. Um, you know, we can't use Caseman Park as an excuse, but I think it what it does do is it galvanises the squad that now they, they've a chance to play in their home pitch um, in a couple of years' time. And it also galvanises the youth. Within Belfast and Antrim, that now they've they won't be playing in, in other club pitches. Um, as their home county ground, they'll be playing in a new state of the art Casement Park, and it, I would like to think it'll drive the younger generations of Antrim on to, to want to play senior senior football and senior hurling and, and ladies football and Camogie f- for their county. You know, because it's important that all all four codes are are represented and allowed. To use um, the new Casement Park, I think it'll it'll add as a real motivational factor to, to improve the standards around around Belfast and Antrim.
0: Yeah, how buzzing would you be to go into the new Casement and they've got the they kept the freezing changing rooms?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be I'll be too happy if, 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 if there's no if there's no underground heating in the new Casement. Um, Just
0: in and, the way changing No, room.
1: but <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Um, uh i'm really looking forward to seeing it built you know what it'll bring not just for for ga for belfast and atram but just for for the whole of west belfast you know i think it'll it'll galvanize the whole community there and and allow it to grow from strength to strength um but no i can't wait just to just to see it being built and the work start on it you know and hopefully get the get the play for, for Antrim and Laviarek in the, in the new case from Park would be, would be brilliant.
0: Yeah. And I suppose this was an interesting point. I say, it's not just about playing on the pitch, but even the things like the jobs, you know, pro, they'll be created from it. And even just that kind of economical impact on the area as well is like, you know, something not to kind of lose sight of either.
1: No, absolutely. I think, you know, we, we got to remember that this, this, this will bring much more than, than just a home for Antrim. Um, and a home for for gales in Belfast, that will bring with it, you know, a huge boost to the to the local economy. As you say, it'll bring with it uh, a massive amount of jobs and and just the bars and restaurants and cafes that are around the place uh, that are probably hanging on and, until casements built. I think you you they will they will see the benefit of. of of a new state-of-the-art casement you know so it's it's much more and it goes much deeper than just um GA
0: yeah and I think as well if you're looking into you know going forward like obviously he's won the county title 2017 and you know I'm imagining the aim for you is every year is you know to be winning the county championship and possibly doing that at casement park or doing it wherever it may be is is is, pro- is, is most likely the, the overall aim way anyway, for you as a club level
1: no listen you know we set out every year to to be there or thereabouts to win a championship. Um we won it in two thousand and seventeen. We were knocking on the door for for ten plus years. Um and we eventually got over the line in twenty seventeen. And once you get that taste and you know, that feeling of being county champions, you just want it year in, year out. And unfortunately we've just fell short uh over the last few years. Uh we had the game won against Cargan in 2019, and we let it slip, and they first played it, and they came back and, and stole it from us. You no, know, two great two great battles. Um, you know, so so I feel that was one that got away there, um, and Cargan obviously came out this year and and won it again in a in a tight battle against us in in the semi final, and then an even tighter battle in the in the final against Cregan. So it's. It's a real healthy and competitive championship in Antrim. Um, but it, it, it's one that we feel that if we get ourselves right, you know, we could we could win it. But there, there are four or five or six teams in Antrim that, that will be sitting back saying the exact same as me and they have every right to do so. You know, you have shells, Cargan, Craigan, St. Gall's, St. John's, Port Blenheim. And you know Ahgalan coming up as well, so th- there's yeah. there's plenty of teams, which is which is healthy from you know what it was a number of years ago when it was St. Gall's winning um, a number of championships in a row, and Cargan sort of being there thereabouts, and ourselves being there thereabouts. Um, but I think it's becoming a much more competitive championship over the last yeah. five or six years, uh, which is great. Ultimately, I would love to have done. <laughs> What what's in goal, what's in goals uh, right. has, have done, but for a player for that. But you know, I still think we as we as a club have a lot to offer in senior football. And you know, come next year, we'll be setting out with the same aim of, of winning the winning the senior championship. But it's going to take some stopping to, to stop Cargan again. But you know, we'll we'll be well prepared come come that time when it, when it's. Whenever it is. So um, now our our aim, and I'm looking forward to it, is is hopefully winning another championship.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, look, Declan, best of luck. And thanks very much for joining me for this. And best of luck for the the upcoming Inder County season and for the club as well. And, yeah, really appreciate your time.
1: Don't bother at all, Conor. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, good luck.